Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. I still got the bed music carry gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get the boy locked up on me, so I have to press it manually. Can you hear? Yeah, we're good. Now. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Or you? Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. My name is Mike. I'll be guiding us through the two-hour program that we have here for you today. Very special program. I'll tell you why special in just a minute, but uh, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Sure, but special. Well, it is the special part. I mean, I gave it up. I gave it up. Earl gave it up on us. Let me go around the room real quick, introduce you to my fellow compatriots on my right, the right-hand man, the great, great. Great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbett, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Well, I would go with my normal, you know, good to be back, but I'm not back. You're on the road again. Just can't wait to be on yeah. the road again. So, so where is the snowman today? Where, yeah. where, do you, where do you happen to be today? I am coming from North Florida. I'm coming from Jacksonville. And you've got uh, a truckload of uh, clam chowder you're bringing back to our force, right? Well, that's in the rear trailer. The front trailer is always going to be a truckload of Coors. There you go. There you go. You got to you got to make that run. You got to bring it back. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good stuff. So if through the miracle of uh, of uh, actual cell phone communications that uh, that are working. You know, because you know, you're getting them some some yeah. spots in Florida yeah. where it's uh, all you see is trees and dead raccoons on the side of the road, and uh, there's not a lot of cell reception there. So, <laughs> so we have got Earl with us today, oh, yeah. and we're going to be doing the whole program together. You know, it's just we've done it uh, across the country. We can do it across the state. You know, and that's not a big deal. I figure we can manage this. What do you think, Earl? Two hundred miles. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I figure we nail this down. We nail this down. This we can make this happen. Um, Earl. Uh, besides that, uh, how are things in the week of Earl this week? Uh, any, any anything unusual? Anything anything cool? Anything haha? No, unfortunately, same old, same old. Business is up, uh, keeping me busy, keeping me off the streets and out of the pool halls. Let, let me ask. Let me ask you this because I've noticed this. Uh, more over the past two weeks than, than even uh, the first couple months of the year here. Um, the the nice part, I'll tell you, well, the, the nice part that I thought about the COVID was um, no traffic, that uh, the traffic went away for many months, um, and then I think it extended through the, the end of the year or the end of the election or the swearing in, whatever, whatever that timing happened to be, that we never got back to the full traffic level until the last 
two, three months or so, and now it's like full on. Now, now we're getting more traffic than we had before. It's like you know people tried the stay at home thing for a good year. Uh, that could, and now they're like, nah, screw it, we're going back to the road. You're out there every day, 40, 50 hours a week. Where do you see them? Oh, yeah, the traffic is up, and actually, uh, in my world, your estimations are way off. I was traffic way off. back up months, months and months ago. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, was, it was great for, you know, maybe a month, two months tops. It was great, you know. And a tractor trailer running around the city, I could go from place to place, you know, so fast I was getting worried that my dispatcher was going to expect this all the time. Right. And I was like, no, there's no traffic out here. Once traffic comes back, it's going to, you know, go back to taking me 20, 30 minutes in between stops. None of this, you know, 15, 20. Right. Yeah. You know, I just, maybe it's because you're primarily on um, interstates and stuff too. I just, it seemed like less to me went on, went on longer here. Again, like... Uh, I have to do the, uh, the 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 drop off pickoffs at school and stuff like that, so I would see that being less during the normal rush hour times. Uh, th- that's that seemed less, right? Um, but yeah, now yeah. not now not so much. Now it's just uh, like like they all went out and recruited more drivers. It's just you know it's it's, it's oh, horrible. Yeah. Out there. Horrible, In fact, horrible. For the last two weeks, for the last two weeks, a major highway on the uh, west side of uh, Florida, I seventy five. Uh, I came to a complete stop three times in a 30-mile range, and there was nothing going on, no accidents, no fender benders. It wasn't even somebody on the side of the road changing a tire. It's just traffic was that heavy. And I bet that was between Wildwood and Gainesville. Yes, it was, actually. <laughs> That's the worst section of I-75 from Florida to Minnesota, wherever it dead ends into. It's the worst section, and it's the only section of I-75 I have to drive. I know that might be a coincidence, folks, but it, it's, it's, it wasn't me. I'm not out there a lot, <laughs> so, so don't, don't blame that one on me. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, we've had a lot of stuff changing with COVID. Uh, you know, Florida has been one of those states that uh, we, have, uh, we have been uh, – you know, our governor was very, very proactive in getting everybody back to work. You know, you can't let the, uh, uh, the you know, the cure, uh, you know, be worse than the disease is, is what it was. You know, can't, can't burn down your house to, you know, to kill a spider was, was, I think, the example I heard. But, um, uh, you know, everything's listed rolling out, vaccines rolling out. you got other states starting to catch up. You've got Democrat governors that are refusing to do it. There's still, Earl, there's still states out there that are 100% locked down. I watched some video of uh, New York City during rush hour uh, this week, and... There might have been 10% of the people in Manhattan that I saw. It's, it's, it's absolutely yeah. horrendous to see this still going on. Yeah, that's what I heard. That there's, yeah, there's still a lot. You know, unfortunately for us, living in the great state of Florida with the, the current governor we have, how he's standing up for us and everything, uh, I, for a long time, I kind of have to remind myself, oh, yeah, there, there's still... There's still a pandemic going on, according to a lot of sources. Yeah, uh, and um, listen, I'm not saying, folks, you've heard us say this here before, but just in case you happen to be tuning in the first time for us, we're not, you know, COVID deniers or anything like that. I just, to me, it's it's no longer. It's for a while now. It's not been about the science. It's been about the political science. Uh, you know, the little pun intended. There. Oh yeah. Um, it's uh, 
it's ridiculous. You know, you take your precautions, do what you have to do. You know, if you, if you, if you read enough and do enough research and you're comfortable with the, with the vaccine, get yourself the vaccine. That's up to you. It's no big deal. Um, I just know, I know, and I've, cause I've seen it. I know what my government's capable of. So yeah, I, uh, well, maybe a little more, a little, little more cautious, you know. You know? So <laughs> it just just works out that way for me sometimes. But, but yeah, uh, back to back to going on. What we need to get back to normal, Earl, is the uh, the ammunition shortage. Tired of that. Need to get back to shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. In fact, I think I think I uh, I think I posted it this week. There was one of the memes with a. Uh, um, the, the guys from the Orange County Choppers, and they were getting into the fight. Paul and Paul Sr., so junior and senior. Yeah. And he, he said something along the lines of, um, can you believe all these shootings? And Junior said, yeah, where are they getting all the ammo from? Uh, and it was just, I know, it's in, <laughs> I know it's in poor taste, but it's, where, where's all the Dark ammo? Where's, yeah, where's the ammo? Where's the ammo coming from? So we need to. Need to get uh, that fixed unfortunately, up. folks, that's what you're going to have to deal with, with military and law enforcement personnel dark humor and sadly as a civilian working around them i got used to it you got the dark camera we, what we need you to do is drive that rig to the ammunition factory and just uh, in, intercept it you know like <laughs> take the other one so so you know get a get a third one bring back triples earl you know you got your beer up front oh yeah clam chowder in the rear and put the ammo in the center hey al- alcohol tobacco and firearms there we go just like that you pick up some cigars <laughs> Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable. Earl! Because it can take most yeah, popular hands on that one millionth of a button. second. How dare you? It's performance. We got you. Curiosity. All right, so I threw the macro in, and it ran. Innovation. <laughs> so let's see. See more at KeltechWeapons.com. Yeah, hey, Kelly, is this the brand new board they just created for us? Tactical rifle. Then you want the tactical excellence of... Yes, it is. Oh, but right, now okay, that I'm good. doing my research, I don't think it's the board for whatever reason. Um, it's the new guy. When I end guy. the show earlier, right. uh, the, the show at 9 o'clock, right. it kind of messes things up for the intro. It's been huh. producing the finest quality pistol grips. Like it runs your intro early, so I try to copy and paste it, and it kind of malfunctions from there. Gotcha. Check online at guntechusa.com. It's antiquated radio nonsense. Parts and accessories, and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, we should be good now. Okay, about a uh, minute thirty. Got it. Insist on GunTechUSA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment. That's why I'm glad you're here to see Arms it. Room Radio. You know, Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTechUSA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. 26. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, 
Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not not the the Bill Bill of of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. Just swing. 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Are you? Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Hey, Earl, um, you ever have a week uh, that just goes, uh, you do it so much that uh, you're not even sure what day of the week it was and what you did the, the day before? Oh, yeah, all the time. I have, uh, I'm having one of those weeks. Um, Listen, we have, uh, we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about uh, the, the, the new administration, Biden's uh, plan, six-point plan to end uh, gun violence, you know, because the, the guns are out there, you know, just committing violence all on their own. And um, I, I don't know if um, you and I discussed this on the air last week. I don't know if we discussed it at dinner two nights ago. I don't know if I did it on another program. All I know is this is all we've been talking about for a week. So I think at this point, I think we're going to nail it. I really think we're going to nail it. <laughs> I think we got our facts straight. <laughs> um, Sooner or later. Folks, uh, we're going to give you the first couple here. We've got uh, Mr. Todd Fossey joining us next segment, so we're going to try and uh, give you a couple points per segment here before we, uh, we move on when we get uh, Todd in because we want to hear some of these uh, his, his, uh, incredible training tips there from Integrative Defense Strategies. Um, Earl, the first thing he said, well, uh, listen, did you hear him say AFT? How many times did he say AFT instead of ATF? Oh, yeah, did you multiple hear, times. Did you multiple hear that? Times. He didn't even. He didn't even catch himself. No, no. We got. We got to get with the AFT. Got to get. It's like I thought he was singing yeah. a song. He's down with AFT. Yeah, you know me. So anyway, he first <laughs> point number one. Point number one that he had on, on his list of things um, that he wants to get rid of uh, because this is what's going to cure the nation is ghost guns, Earl. You know ghost guns, Earl. They they go out in the middle of the night and they float through the air and they shoot innocent people standing around on the sidewalks. Was that 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 that's all the way back from what was it? A California politician saying it was a ghost gun. It could do 
with a with a thirty mag clip in half a second. Exactly right. I don't remember his name. Uh, was it uh, De Leon? Something like that. But he had the uh, he had that wig helmet, that uh, helmet wig thing that he wore. Um, that, that, yeah, uh, some some liberal loon out of the West Coast. Yep, and he ended up getting arrested for gun crimes. I don't rem- remember if you don't remember if you recall that or not. He did get arrested later on for gun crimes. Huh, yeah, right, right, right. So, ghost guns, folks. Here's what. Here's what the president. Here's what the, the current administration, the 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 Brady people, the crazy moms against everything. They're, they're, this is all their stance now on the ghost guns. Uh, a ghost gun is a gun without. A serial number. Did you know that, Earl? Do you know that's what a ghost gun is? It's a gun without a serial number. You mean mean what you're legally allowed to manufacture for yourself? Wait, say that again? You're legally allowed to manufacture for yourself. That's that's amazing. But it's a ghost gun, Earl. it It can go out and kill people and can't be tracked. No. <laughs> Folks, they want you to believe that ghost guns, and, and, and again, we give you this information because when you have this argument come up when you're sitting around the dinner table or at work, and uh, listen, don't, don't, don't piss off the boss or the coworkers because they'll, they'll cancel woke you or whatever the new terms are. I have no idea, but uh, you know, just be careful when you have these rope-a-dope. conversations. Yeah, right. There you go. Rope-a-dope. We'll rope-a-dope you. Um, and so a ghost gun is a firearm that doesn't have a serial number. As Earl just said, and he repeated for us, a, a it's a firearm with no serial number because you're allowed to manufacture a firearm for yourself that doesn't have a serial number. Now, um, now this is this might seem odd, but um, not everybody's out there manufacturing guns for themselves. If you, unless you listen to the, the mainstream media and, and and the Biden pushers, there they're telling us that these guns are so prolific in numbers, Earl, that they're out there and they're and they're they're making up uh, most of the crimes that we see. Now, I think we did talk about this uh, on the air. Last time ghost guns came up, California had a statistic that said um, 30% of all guns seized are illegal guns. They're they're illegal firearms. 30% of all guns seized are illegal firearms. Um, Okay. You know know what crime they committed? No firearm is illegal. Exactly. Great. Excellent point. First point. Listen, I guess if you found a gun with the serial number scratched off, that might be considered an illegal gun because you're not allowed to remove a serial number once it's on a gun. But if we go back a little further, all gun laws are infringements on my Second Amendment rights. You know, then you know, then then not so much. But but uh, yeah, but the guns don't. That gun didn't scratch that number off of itself, Earl. You know, right? Yeah, the, yeah that that more likely. You know, the, the, it's not an illegal gun. Somebody, a a human being committed an illegal action and broke a current law, you know, like murder, uh, rape, uh, assault and battery, in removing that serial number from that firearm that was created and manufactured legally. Exactly right. Now, listen, you just... I wasn't sure if I could get there, and you, and you got it back for us. You brought it back for me. That was perfect. Um, yeah, the gun didn't do anything wrong. The person did. That, he committed the illegal act on the firearm. The, the firearm's not illegal. He committed an illegal act on it. So, folks, if you get, if you get a, there's, there's two kinds that are popular. I'll say that. Right now, you have a, a lower receiver for an AR. Now, that's the evil big black one that looks like what the military uses. So, that's the one they call the assault rifle uh, and the weapon of war and, uh, and anything else that they're, they're making up the new, new terms for this week. Um, from that one, we have, 
we go over to the Glock frame, which is the Glock portion, lower portion of that gun. Let's, let's jump back to the AR, though. Remember, folks, make sure you tell your friends, Armalite Rifle. Armalite Rifle number 15. That was the patent number that Gene Stoner had while he was creating that rifle. That's where the AR comes from. Although I think America's rifle would be good. It's definitely not. Yeah. It's definitely like not assault. That. It's definitely like not assault that. rifle, but I like America's rifle. America's rifle. Um, then we have. Um, if you you get that aluminum, it's a. This is a big chunk of aluminum, folks, and it's about eighty percent done, which is where they come up with the term eighty percent. Um, they make it sound as though anybody can go home with uh, you know a screwdriver and a hammer and turn this into a firearm. This this gun. This lower receiver, this 80% lower, if I gave 50 of them to the average person, somebody that doesn't work with a CNC machine, somebody that doesn't work with a drill press all day long or a, a, a bridge port, if I gave this to the average person with average tools in their garage and I gave them 50 of them, they would probably make exactly zero that worked right. Earl, you think that's, yeah. a, that's a fair number? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, you've got to have some... some uh Mechanical knowledge, you've got to have firearms knowledge because, you know, they, they go hand in hand. You could have the mechanical knowledge on how to operate any of those machines that you mentioned or even, you know, uh, a, a hand tool. But if you don't have the firearms knowledge, you're going to, you know, uh, drill it out in the wrong spot, uh, too deep, uh, the wrong size hole, any number of things. And like you said, it's, it's going to be non-functional. It's going to be an aluminum paperweight. Folks, those, 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 those things Earl just described to you, uh, you know, the, the holes, the depth, all of that, um, if it's as little as a thousandth, a one one thousandth of an inch off, it's not going to work. That's the tolerance is how tight on the, 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 the auto, the fire group inside an AR lower receiver. So when you hear that they're making that, uh, that people are making those and they're using them in firearms, that's a load of crap. It's just a load of crap. Um, now, the Glock frames that we have that are out, they're saying, oh, you could build a whole gun within 30 minutes. Uh, listen, first off, that not, that's not true. It might take you a full day. So the difference between 30 minutes and a full day, I really don't see as that much. Um, but these are not something somebody is buying to create and then go out and commit a crime. They're not spending, because guess how much a kit gun costs, Earl? Uh, I don't have any, so I, I don't know. They cost the, almost exactly the same as a Glock. If you go buy a Glock, it's going to cost you, depending on where you are, between five and 600 bucks. Uh, if you go buy the part kit... Now, I'm not buying any of those then. Right. I'm lazy. Yeah. I'll, let them do, I'll let Glock do all the work for me. Right. If you buy one of the, the kit guns and have to put it together, it's going to cost you between five and 600 bucks. It's, nobody's doing that. If they're going to commit a crime with a gun, guess what they're going to do? I'm going to go steal a gun. I'm going to go buy one of $25 off, the, off yeah. the street corner. That's what they're going to do. Anyway, this is the first point, and Biden wants to get a commission to study over the next 30 days how we can figure out to eliminate the problem with ghost guns. So the plan was not to eliminate ghost guns. It did not sign an executive order to get rid of ghost guns. He said, we're going to have a – in 30 days, I want a plan from my, from my people to figure out what to do. And you know why they're going to have a plan? Because he can't sign an executive order that bans something. The president's not allowed to make law. Those executive orders are there for, you know, listen, he can, uh, he can declare it National Donut Day. He can tell federal employees they can have off at noon. 
That's the kind of things that executive orders are for. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming, right. to you, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We get back. Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrated Defense Strategies will be with us. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few... I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here. I want to say the guys should be able to hear you. Can you hear Todd, guys? org for tools, tips, and hear. stories from smokers we help to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. I got you. We're, we're ready, boys. Okay. Teenagers hope for. Sounds good. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for. Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Yeah, but it's pretty specific what I did. I put two homes together in one. Foster care. And then whatever guests I put on this side. They need a care. And I lock them all as much. Maybe even more. As the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. Yeah, in and out of each other. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably Whatever. not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service Whoa, when they strikes. Oh, That's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to F... One minute. Or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Mike is hot. 
Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We are coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, hey, let's just jump right in. I, I, I don't, I don't like taking a lot of uh, intro time with uh, with this next guest because there's always so much to talk about. So let's just jump right in. We have on the line with us from Integrative Defense Strategies, Mr. Todd Fossey. What is going on, guys? Good to be here. With hey, you. how are you doing? How are you doing? Everything hey. all right in the, in the world of Todd this week? Yes. Yeah. I mean, everything's going well. Busy as ever, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything to complain about. It's been interesting here. You know, we've got the George Floyd trial going on yeah. right now. So, right. yeah, that's a that's a ticking time bomb. I'm afraid you could probably cut that tension with a knife uh, up there. I, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, some of the not so well. Actually, there's quite a bit of unrest that's already started in. Or like literally on day one of the trial, I, uh, I'm checking in with it and you know taking a look at the evidence as it's as it's coming out. Right. You know, and I'm, uh, for for the listeners, just so they know, I am a certified for science analyst. So I'm a certified, you know, um, I'm a certified uh, expert when it comes to this stuff. And um, man, just taking a look at the evidence that's come out already, and the defense hasn't even had their side of this case yet, um, there's an awful lot, an awful lot of compelling evidence that I think falls on the side of reasonable doubt. And I'm not nobody's side. I'm on the side of the truth here. I always want the truth to come out, but uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out, especially after the defense you know, takes takes their side of this trial. Yeah, you know, Todd, I've, I've been I've been watching it, try to watch it, and and folks, just so you know, if you even if you sit and you watch it all day long on TV, it's still not the same as being in the jury because uh, when they play it on TV, you get to see stuff that the jury doesn't get to see, and that would uh, unduly influence you. So even if you watched every minute that aired, you still wouldn't be the same as the jury there. I mean, you get the ideas and you get to yeah. see what's going on, um, and and that's what I've been watching a lot of, Todd. I'm I, you know. You know this, Todd, and, and and folks, you know this. I'm a, I'm a certified use of force expert for law enforcement uh, through the courts, and you know, for and and you know, based on training and experience through that. And when watching what the uh, their the use of force expert from Los Angeles came in and said, watching what their chief said, um, I mean, just absolute uh, um, lies according to the industry. I mean, they're 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 literally throwing things yep. out there like. Um, they're they're sacrificing, uh, uh, you know, former officer Chauvin, you know, for the city's sake. There, there, there's nothing I've seen yeah. yet that says of, we're gonna we're, we're looking at the truth. There's a lot of paid experts out there that will. There's a lot of paid experts, quote unquote, experts out there that will say exactly what any lawyer wants them to say. This the guy from LAPD, Steiger, I think it is. That I guess nobody in LA knew he was there from his agency. After he got on the stand and testified, LAPD and many of the people that he works with came out and said. Oh, He's not even an expert here, you know. How could he be an expert there across the country? You know, it's just, it's a, it's, it, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. But it's, um, and I have not seen the defense, um, you know, go after anything yet, except for you know uh, one or two small victories with the girlfriend's. You know, she's called mama. That's that's what he was really yelling for. The girlfriend that he could see, not his mother that he hadn't seen in a long time. Um, Again, either or, but you know, I've not seen him go after these experts on cross, which is which is alarming I, me. I think some of the, I think that some of these, from from where I stand anyway, some of these 
um, witnesses have just been, I think, have been telling them exactly what they've been. Like, I think there's some really big stuff that's come out from these witnesses that helps the defense a lot. I don't think they have to. Yeah, um, but we can get into that another time, maybe. <laughs> no, that's that's no, that's it's hey, it's, so it's I, true. Yeah, I, I think I I was thinking about it, and I thought it might be good, you know, especially given your background, for us to talk about traffic stops today. You know, it's yeah one of those topics that I think that yeah I think it's one of those topics that really everyone should be educated and trained on. I, I'm really kind of I think it'd be great if they taught it in school. You know. Uh, especially if you are, uh, you know, a responsible gun owner or you're a person who carries a gun on a regular basis or you keep a firearm or a force multiplier in your vehicle at all times, which I do, which yeah. I recommend that people do. Um, but I thought, you know, especially with your background and with my background, that we could sort of hash this out a little bit. And I could kind of lay out an outline of some of the things that I have down, and then you could you could throw out some of what your ideas are and that way the public can be informed and educated and then they can come to their own conclusions for what they think would be best for them. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Let's, uh, let's do it. Um, let's, let's preface it folks with first that, um, make sure you know your laws of your state. Uh, make sure you know if you have to tell the law enforcement officer, if you have the firearm or not, make sure it's legal for you to have the firearm there. Um, knowing all of that, Todd, let's yeah, let's, let's jump right into it. Yeah, that was the first thing, you know, that was really the first thing that I wanted to say about it. Um, again, and then the, 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 the next thing that I was going to say really will vary, I think, depending on where you're at, not just where you live, but where you're at at the time as well. And that I think it's a good idea to assume that the officer has already seen that you have a, let's just, we'll just assume that we're talking about a permit to carry, right? Right. That well, you just make the assumption that uh, the, the officer already knows that you have a permit to carry. In the state of Minnesota, if you get pulled over, if they do an advanced search, they already know that you have a permit to carry before they even approach the car. Um, so I just think that's a, a good, safe bet. What do you think? Um, that the officer know ahead of time? Yeah, and there's some states that have said the officers yeah. cannot have that information ahead of time. So, again, that's different based mm -hmm. on states. So depending on where you are, yeah. don't assume that they know. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, next. Uh, I like to recommend that people roll down, um, roll down their window. I don't roll down my window all the way. I only roll down my window a few inches. That's just how I like to do it. And then uh, I turn off my engine so that the officer knows that my engine is turned off. Um, I like to do that. And then I remove my driver's license from my wallet and my keys from the ignition, and I throw both my keys and my wallet on the dashboard. Um, I like to also, just for the sake of this conversation, make the assumption that we're being pulled over at night on a traffic stop. So the next thing that I usually will do is turn on the dome light in my car and then place my hands on the steering wheel. So I like the officer to have maximum visibility right out of the gate, and I want them to know that I understand what the dangers are of their job, right? And I'm showing respect or their authority, and I'm showing respect for the type of job that they have. So I, I really like to get things off on the right foot, kind of right out of the gate. So those are the – I have several more steps, but what do you think about that so far? You know, I've, I've always done it uh, most like that. There, most uh, steps the same. I have one, little, one or two little steps different, um, and what, this is what I've taught and what we've seen is that um, – 
Um, I'll roll down all the windows on the car because if, if there are any tinting on the vehicle uh, and it is night and you have your dome light on, now he's not going to be able to see inside. Um, and I don't want there to be any surprises. If there's anybody else in the car with me also, they're going to put their – like I have my hands on the dash just as you said, Todd. In fact, I make an exaggerated statement out of it. I put my palms on the, uh, on the steering wheel and with my fingers pointing up. I'm not even gripping the steering wheel. Um, I, I've never taken the keys out of the ignition, but I've never thought about doing that, and I'm not, I'm not saying no. Uh, I have always turned the car off, um, and I've had all the other passengers in the car, if they're, if they're with us, they, they put their hands forward too because I, I don't want to get in trouble because, you know, you wanted to yell, he got exactly. weed, he got weed, or you're a dumbass, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think you make a – yeah, those, those are really great Those are really great points. And, and the last point that came to, to my mind while you were talking was I think it's important if you have people that are in the car with you on a regular basis is to educate them as well, right? Not just for yourself. Educate them for, for as well. I know with my wife, Marissa, um, there have been several times where I've, I've done my best to educate her, and when we get pulled, or, get pulled over, I'll say, hey, babe, you know, let me, just kind of let me do the talking here. Keep your hands right on the dashboard where they can see and just kind of, and eventually my wife just likes to chime in and start talking, <laughs> too. So yeah. uh, she's getting better better about that now. But I do think it's important um, to educate people that you're driving with. And, and if you're, I, what I like to do when I'm carrying, if I'm with someone in the car, or actually almost all the time if I'm with a friend, I always inform them that I'm carrying. But I think especially in the vehicle that I'm carrying or where I have firearms um, in the car. Yeah, listen, if you're um, not, in, if you're not in have, the circle... If you're not in the circle of the, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, in the circle of trust there, you know. Um, if you're not in my circle, you're getting, you're getting pat down before you get in the car. You're not, you're not going to some, do something stupid in my car, yeah. and I'm going to have to worry about it. We're, you know, it's like, oh, he's my friend. I vouch for him. No, no, no. Yeah, get, 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 a, get an Uber. That's fine. Um, Todd, we've got to take a break yeah. here. So yeah. we're, what we're going to do is take the break. We're let the folks start to, to think on this. If folks, if you've got any questions or anything like that, go to the Facebook page. Go to uh, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. Post up any questions there and get, uh, get Todd to answer them some before, before we're done with the, uh, with the hour here. So stick around. We're coming back right after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? 
Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off its next level training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Sure. And what if I want sure to buy a lot that's of them? That's what you're saying now, Jen, but you're probably yeah, lying. we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase the one online Cole anytime at, at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, you. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. On the line with us, we have uh, Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. Todd, before I jump back in with you, let me ask Earl, because Earl's a, listen, Earl's a you know, big-time instructor and a firearms guy also, but you drive the big trucks, Earl. Um how is this different yeah. for you? How how would you th- those 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 guys driving the big trucks that are moving around right now? How would you tell them to uh, present themselves to law enforcement? Well, first and foremost, they have to abide by their uh, their company policies, and uh, a lot of the bigger companies, uh, mine included, uh, unfortunately for me, they have a no firearms policy. So even though I'm 100% pro Second Amendment and every you know support everyone's right to carry, unfortunately right now, being as I'm I'm uh, you know on the job per se driving a tractor trailer, I'm unarmed. Let, let's go into the theoretical well, then, because we don't want we don't let me, want. Let me, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let, go ahead. Go ahead. You. I'll you. say. Let me, let me recap. I I don't have a firearm or a weapon on me, but I am in control of an 80,000 pound vehicle. There you go. There you go. Um, let's go to the theoretical for those those owner operators out there that don't have that problem um, and they can carry the firearm. How would you how would you tell them to present themselves to, to law enforcement? Uh, almost, I would almost parrot Todd's methodology as well. Uh, the the you know I, I don't know if I, I would definitely turn on the lights inside. Uh, unfortunately, there is a big height difference. Uh, an officer walking up to the tractor trailer. He can't. He can bear. I have to lean over and lean out the window just for him to see my face. Right. You know they can't see in the vehicles, so uh, I would kind of merge what the two of you mentioned: is turn on the lights, roll down the driver's window, uh, keep my hands on the wheel, or as best I could, you know the, what I would think would be in the officer's line of sight right. for him standing on the ground. Uh, and then again, uh, also like what you mentioned is know where you're at. Do you have to, uh, tell the officer that you are legally armed at the moment or, uh, uh, some states I know you are not obligated to inform the officer you are armed at that moment until they ask you. Earl, would you open the door before he walked up? What do you, what do you think? Just so he could see you better or what do you you think? 
uh, that's going to be a judgment call. Right. Uh, it, it, it could go. It could be both good and bad. Right. Uh, if you kick the door open, take your seatbelt off, rotate, you know, ninety degrees to where you're, you know, you've got your feet in the on the on the door sill, right. your hands on your knees, your fingers crossed in front of you, sitting there waiting for him to walk up. Some officers may appreciate that. Some officers may, you know, driver close your door, get get back in your vehicle. Right. That that's going to be an individual judgment call. I, I probably would not do that but I don't see it outside of the realm of possibility. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, excellent points. Thank you very much. Todd, let's, uh, let's get back to you. Let's jump into the next, sec- the next uh, point. Well, I think the next, with the, the next piece, maybe the best thing to do would be to pose this as a question to you, Michael, and that might start a conversation. Okay. Um, as a, as a, with your experience in law enforcement in particular, what are your thoughts on letting letting the officer know right out of the gate um, that you're armed and you do have a permit for it. Um, do, you, do you like to do you recommend disclosing that right out of the gate? As, as, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, listen, be, I, I always say to, uh, to let uh, the officer know, whether if you're in a state that has to, that's the decision's already made for you. If you're in a state that it's, it's optional, I recommend to do it. I recommend to do it with your hands on the dash, like we, or excuse me, on the steering wheel, like we talked about, with the lights on, with the uh, with all of the windows down. Uh, like, and as you said, Todd, you're immediately showing him that you're not the threat, and you're here to make him feel more at ease and make him feel more safe. You want to show that you're yeah. you're here to play along. Yeah. Um, I I say yes because listen, I have no idea, and every cop goes through different academy, and every every city, state, and county agency has different policies. Are they going to make you stay in the car? Are they going to make you get out of the car? Are they going to make you stand on this side? Are they going to make you open the glove box? They they're all different. So I like to yeah. let them know immediately, and I tell them right there. So if the first thing out of the cop's mouth is, um, "Did you know you were speeding?" You should say, "No, I didn't." Also, officer, I'm legally carrying a firearm. If the, you know, where's the fire, son? There is no fire, son. But, sir, I'm legally carrying a firearm. And, and, and then just wait. Wait for their next directive. Um, the reason I do that is, let's say he says, uh, let me see your license and registration and proof of insurance. And you show him the digital one on your, on your phone that you can have now. And he says, no, I want to see the hard copy. And now you've got to lean over to the uh, glove box and pull it out. Well... Maybe you're maybe you're left-handed and you've got a gun that you're carrying, uh, you know, kidney style on the left side, and you ro- you lean over and he sees the gun stick out. Do you, do you really want to have to come back to the gun pointing in your ear because you thought, well, I'm fine here. He'll never see my gun. I'll just keep it to myself. Yeah. Um, the risk of this is. So that kind of takes me. Yeah. The, the risk of this Go is ahead, you're going to you're going you're to run into some officers. That uh, And I don't think there's cops out there that are anti-gun. I think there's cops out there that have not educated on the Second Amendment uh, and what that right means. Because taught in the academy, they are taught um, all guns are bad, all guns are bad, all guns are bad. So that's where they go until they realize, well, good people can have guns too. Um, so you run that risk of, I have a gun, and they're going to do the, uh, well, let me secure it while we're here. Uh, why? You know? And if you argue with them, you're going to be wrong. Just you know, it's you know maybe you get the supervisor there, but in the meantime, you're, you're hassled a lot. I think I'd rather have a conversation about right and wrong as opposed to a gun in my ear. That's my point of view. Right. I, I, yeah, have, I, like I have input on this as well. Go ahead, Earl. We got to yeah, go give it about give, sure. give me about thirty seconds okay. more so we can okay. let Todd wrap us up. 
I, I had that experience. I rolled through a stop sign and I was pulled over. And there was, uh, as the officer, before he approached the vehicle, I did pull my wallet out with my driver's license and my carry permit. I had them both together. And as he, as he asked for my driver's license, I handed both of them to him, fanning them out where he could see, he could see both of them. Right. He saw, you know, he re- you know, recognized the license, pulled it aside, read the, read the uh, concealed carry permit, and asked me, are you armed right now? Yes, I am. Asked the location. I told him, it's okay, let's just leave it there. Uh, I tend to think that it helped me in uh, uh, not receiving a citation for making a mistake of rolling through a stop sign, not coming to a complete stop. As his exact words were, having the concealed carry permit tells me you're a good guy, you just made a mistake. And he let me go on my way. There you go. Todd, two and a half minutes. It's yours to close this out. Well, uh, along these same lines, I I think we're all on the same page here. Going back to one of the first steps that I recommended was to, you know, have your, you know, throw your wallet on the dashboard right away. And I think in in most states, it is in Minnesota anyway, where we have a, we have a card for our, our insurance that goes in, what goes inside of my wallet as long as, as long as, as well as my permit to carry my firearm. Right. So if I do have to reach for additional credentials, that's where my hands are going. And typically I would ask, officer, the, you know, um, my, my permit to carry and my, my proof of insurance is in my wallet on the dashboard. Is it okay with you if I reach for it? Right. You know, and typically, so yeah, just keep your hands where I can see them, right? No problem at all. So that way we have, however it is, I think the main point is, you know, whatever additional credentials that you may have, it might be a good idea for you to pre-position them in a place where officers can see you reaching for them in a way that isn't going to be dangerous for them, right? Yeah, agreed. Um, so that, yeah, so that's that's what I like to do. And then the next step is, you know, I usually if they if if they do ask me, you know, if they do ask me before I have a chance to disclose to them, do you have any? any weapons in the car, typically I'll, my, the, my canned answer that I have is, yes, sir, I do. I do have a permit for it. How would you like to proceed? I usually will, will use that phrase, how would you like to proceed with them, just so they know I'm putting the ball in their court, right? I know that they have authority there, and I, they are in charge of that situation, so I'm going to be as compliant as I possibly can. And I always recommend always be polite, always be respectful, yeah. even if they are a jerk. Right, yeah. even if they're being curt or if they're being rude to you, doesn't mean you have to be rude back. It's not going to help you at all to argue right or escalate that situation with them. Exactly right. Exactly and then the right. last step is if they ask you to get out of the car, you got right, about be fifteen seconds. Follow time. all of their commands. Yeah. yeah, follow all their commands at at all times. Yeah. Right, and in in most cases, as long as you're going to be you know compliant with them and follow their commands, most everything will go just fine. That's it. Folks, excellent that advice. That is also the fourth, you know, fourth Amendment yeah. stuff, so you guys can research that for yourself. Mr. Todd Fossey from Integrative Defense Strategies. Folks, until next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The kel Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity, 
turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Are you? Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I do not do this program by myself. There's about an hour left in it. I need all the help I can get sometimes. Well, most of the time. So let me go around, <laughs> the, let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to everybody in here with me. My favorite compatriot, the, my right-hand man. On the right, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. How, how far? There. How far are out are you now, sir? Uh, how far am I out? I am about sixty miles from my terminal. Oh, there you go. Which is go. ballpark is about, about an hour out. Oh, good. The timing should be perfect. So, about the time you get back, we'll be done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Earl, I want to give everybody a little little theater of the mind here for those who just happen to be joining us, uh, tuning in after the bur- after the long break here in, in the second hour. Um, you uh, you sometimes get these runs can where I, on your last day. Close my eyes so I can uh, picture this. Yeah, there you go. They just, just close one eye. Get ha- like half imagine it. Just half imagine it. Um, okay. Okay. Y- you uh you sometimes you get these uh, Saturday runs. It's the new shift, and uh, you sometimes you get back in time. Sometimes you don't. And when you don't. We've got the again the, uh, the the miracle of cellular communications and ear earbud devices. Yep, um, completely safe, hands-free yes. telecommunication. Yes, yes. I uh, we see. We're, I'm over in the in the temporary uh, facility in a location Bravo. Uh, we're still we're still not in back in our you know regular standard uh, um, you know radio suite studios. Uh, that we have it uh, with the, with the uh, our folks at iHeartMedia uh, in uh, in Central Florida. Um, soon, 
Soon we'll see. Maybe. Well, you know, they're, 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 they're trying. They're doing their best. Most of it's COVID. A little bit of an uh, extension on some uh, construction uh, uh, you know, const- you know re- uh, construction updates there uh, at the studio. So, so we'll see. But uh, what what we have now is uh, the Brocation Bravo, a nice uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, ten by ten, twelve by twelve room, whatever it happens to be. You know, all decked out. It looks really nice. Um, I normally sit using a boom mic, a boom mic, and I put some headsets on it. And I have the the boom mic that's you know, it's it's like on the uh, the telescoping arm. Just set it there in front of me, and uh, I stay close to the mic, and uh, and that's what I do. Well. You're not here, Earl. So I'm trying out your headset. I'm I'm trying out. You got the big. Ah. Yeah, you got the big long wire. Earl's got the more traditional, uh, you know, like travel headset. I would call it. Um, it's it's the good headset with the boom microphone on it with the long wire. So I'm listening. I'm, I'm walking around. Uh, I'm just having a good time. I'm uh, you know getting in some uh, exercises and um, and I actually just I just finished changing because I got to go to work after this and. Um, it's a good thing we don't have the Facebook. We don't have the Facebook camera going because that's a, we'd have lost all the listeners right there. It'd have been done. Oh yeah, it'd, it'd have yeah, been it'd yeah. have been over with. I don't I don't I don't even want to think I don't even want to half think about that. Yeah yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah because it's it's uh it would upset the tummy you know uh, it it definitely would. Um, I'm also uh, watching uh, a little bit on TV and for those that are that have listened in uh, if you're listening online rather than uh, through your. Uh, the magic of radio airwaves, as uh, as God intended it to be. You know, if you happen to be listening online, you, you you hear us talking during the commercials as well. And um, I've been yelling at the uh, at the TV because I'm watching the baseball game here. And um, uh, which one? Uh, How listen, bad hold, are the Mets hold on, let me let me see. Is, is Kelly are you there? Can you hear us, Kelly? I can hear you, folks. You know Kelly. Kelly's our producer extraordinaire up there uh, at uh, at iHeart and. Um, are you, are you your baseball fan, Kelly? I am. I am. Now, now I know. I don't you, get to watch as much as I used to, unfortunately, with all this going on. But I, I love baseball. I know, right? Um, now, are, are, who's your who's your team? Who's your team? I'm a big Yankees fan, lifelong Yankees uh, fan. The other, which New, isn't good right now. The other New York team. Um, the um, listen, it's yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll keep talking. It's it's all right. I mean, it's it's. It's it, the Yankees are uh, you know it's not like it's real baseball it's the American League they got the designated hitter and all that nonsense um, <laughs> you know, put ten guys on the field you know might as well put a keg on second base but uh, that's just my opinion um, the uh, I am I'm the guy from the other side of town from the Mets and um, Kelly all I could say is a brand new owner brand new superstar with a three hundred and forty one million dollar contract but same old Mets just the same. <laughs> Just the same old Mets. Listen, what you don't know is that's going to change the whole just just the whole trajectory of the Mets. Plus, those black jerseys are back. Come on, man! I it's, do love the black the jerseys. Time. That's all I can think of is uh is my, my boys from uh, you know Piazza and Lighter and, uh, and 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 my and my teams from the from the nineties there. You know, that was that was great late nineties early early aughts. Um, but it's um it's crazy, Kelly. Let me ask you what you think about um the. All Star Game being moved based on uh, the the, jo- the Georgia voter uh, changes. You know, they, it was alleged to have been well, according to the the commissioner, who I'm no fan of, uh, Rob Manfred, that uh, because of the new restrictive voting laws, they up and moved uh, the the All Star Game from Georgia, from Atlanta to Colorado. As a baseball fan, I'm curious right. what you're uh, thinking the, about that. The, the, the racist. Voter laws. Yes, the racist voter laws. Yeah, yes. that was an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. At first, I didn't know exactly how to uh, digest it, to tell you the truth, because you would think, especially baseball, the stance that they've been taking for so long that uh, they would take the integrity of the game and just continue on doing that. But then they chose to move it once this whole 
voter law happened. So me personally, um, I understand why they did it. I understand that there's a big outcry uh, with all this going on, especially, like you said, Earl, people saying it's more like a racist thing when it comes to, uh, like, Democrat voters, I believe, is the, the talk, right? That's what they're saying? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, well, they're trying to say that it, it's a racist voter law that, that black people can't afford to go get a, uh, uh, an ID. Well, explain it to me real quick. What, what, is, the, what is this law? The, the, what they've done they, is they've they, added a couple of things into it. You, oh, I'm sorry, I'll go right ahead. No, they, they just, they, they're, they're expanding early voting days. They're, they're making it easier to vote. The only stipulation they're doing is they want, they want to be able to identify the voter. They want to present, they want the voter to present identifications, you know, government-issued identification, so they know only, you know, proper uh, legally allowed people are doing the voting. And, of course, the, the Democrats immediately are claiming that it's racist. Meanwhile, baseball is in because they're, they're kowtowing to the, the crybabies. They're moving the All-Star game from, I think it's an 80% black population town to a town that has a black population of less than 10%. I believe it's like 8.6%. Now, is this kind of to combat what was going on with the, uh, with the mail-in votes and things of that nature? I'm trying to get more understanding yeah. because you guys, you yeah. know, know all this. It was, a, you know, you know what we we'll do A lot is, of people are trying to say that they're making, right. they're, they're trying to say that they're making it harder to vote. No, they're ma- trying to make it harder to cheat. And we'll, right. what, we'll, what we'll do is we'll come back uh, next segment when we're done because we're running short here, and, and we'll go over the whole voter law, and I'll give you everything that uh, has changed and what – what uh, the new uh, provisions are in the ballot, so we can go over that because it's a uh, it's kind of in depth and and baseball and I think that the uh, the citizens of uh, of Atlanta are the ones the, the big losers here. So uh, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from oh, yeah. the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around, we'll be back after the break. Good call. You called it right on the uh, button. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Get some. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the second... Ten seconds. Ten seconds. ...so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Or you... Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. That's the MagSwag.com studios. Hey, before we went to the break, folks, we were talking uh, with uh, Earl and, and our producer Kelly about what had gone on in Georgia uh, with, the, with the Major League Baseball game moving away from Georgia. So let me give you what we know so far about the voter law that changed in Georgia. Um, and and here, here's something to remember as we, as we go through this. Um, Kelly, how long have you been down, in, uh, down here in Florida? How long have you been down here? A good four years. Okay, so you've seen the new improved oh, voter he's system. A, he's a fresh carpetbagger. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You, you've seen the new improved voter system that we have down here. For, for the better part of 20 years, Florida was one of those jokes when it came to voting. The whole Chad thing, you know, with uh, uh, Gore and Bush uh, and every, everything else that had, had come along since then, uh, where we'd have two or three counties, stronghold counties, that would um, wait until 3 in the morning to enter all their votes. What they were doing was is Dade, Broward County, and Palm Beach County would wait until they saw what was happening in the rest of the state. And if they had to make up some numbers, they'd make up some numbers and dump them in in the middle of the night. Uh, that, that was happening. Um, our governor came in, passed to do some, some new laws, uh, and, and, and got rid of that happening. He actually has he had permission now where the governor's office, the state, can, can step in at the county elections level, and if there's fraud, they have the authority to do something about it. Prior to that, they did not. We were at the whim 
of the local elections head and whatever they wanted to do and whatever rules they wanted to set. What Florida did to get out of being the laughing stock of, of, of voting around the world was create a standard uniform set of rules and law for every county that has to, that has to abide by. Now, it wasn't anything racist, wasn't anything like that. And this is what Georgia has done. Um, we've, we saw the, you know, listen, I, I'm sorry, I saw the video. I saw them pulling the, the suitcases out from under the table and running it through the machines over and over and over again. You can't tell me that wasn't fraud. You know, they, were, they weren't making copies, you know. They were, they were running them through the voting machines. But Florida has 67 counties, so that's a big deal, you know, for, for the governor to have taken over, uh, given the authority to control if there's fraud. Georgia has 159 counties. And they get these little tiny counties, but every one of them is their own county with their own election head. Um, but it all comes down to a couple of jurisdictions around Macon and a couple of counties around, around the Atlanta area. Um, if, the, if the mayor, excuse me, the, the, the county election supervisor in Fulton County decided, I'm going to turn my votes in whenever I want to and I'm going to count them whenever I want, the governor had no ability to say anything at that point. So what they did is they gave the oversight to, they made a state elections officer who has to, uh, as part of their Department of State that now gets to oversee and establish, listen, everybody's got to have them in by midnight. Everything's got to be signed. Uh, you know, it's got to be dropped off at an official location. And that, that was one of them, was that many of these counties, they just would put boxes out somewhere, unguarded, anything, and say, hey, if you got your ballot, just go drop it off at the Circle K. And they would pick it up and take it in with no supervision watching over these boxes or whatever was put in these boxes. Now they have to be established ahead of time and they have to be guarded by an elections official or a law enforcement officer during the time. They did shorten. Here's, the, here's one of the issues that, that you're seeing come up in the news. They did shorten the amount of days that you can vote. Before they had two weeks that you could vote. It was Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and one Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. What they did is they came in and they said, no, we're going to make it two weekends. So we're going to start on a Saturday and it's going to be all day Saturday, 7 to 7, all day Sunday, 7 to 7, all day Monday through Friday, 7 to 7, and the following weekend, 7 to 7, 7 to 7. So where they cut down the days, they increase the hours, but they're not telling you that part. So listen, most people go to vote early in the morning before they go to work or when they get off of work. And that wasn't happening because it was 9 to 5. Um, another one of the provisions they did is you have to have an identification to certify your absentee ballot. And of course, they're saying, just as Earl said earlier, it's racist because uh, black people can't afford to get an ID. Well, hold on. Let's, let's get rid of the problem that, that race has anything to do with economic status, okay? Economic status has everything to do with uh, the amount of money that you motivate yourself and you go to make, and that's across the board. I could tell you from years of working the street, it doesn't matter if it's black, white, Hispanic, Mexican, I don't care. Everybody has the low end of people that just refuse to work or won't work or can't work, and, and poverty is not only tied to black people. And if you think that is, then you might want to check yourself because it's, 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 it's a commonality amongst everybody uh, you know, to be poor uh, when, you, when you can't find whatever the reason is. You, know, you got fired, job went away, whatever it happens to be, that happens to everybody. That's not you know, identical or, or linked to one race. Um, so what, they, what they're saying is, well, they can't afford an identification. Well, guess what? In Georgia, you get an ID card for free. You can walk right up to the DMV and say, I'd like to get an identification card. You got to prove who you are, birth certificate, all that nonsense. And you get one for free. Driver's license, you got to pay for because you're buying a privilege. ID card, that's just to identify yourself. Mike, yes, sir. They'll even come out to your house for you if, if you need them to. It's, it's just it's ridiculous what we're seeing. And what we've seen behind this 
is the loser of the last governor's race, Stacey Abrams, who she calls herself, by the way, the president of Georgia. Um, she was the one driving this. This has all come out in the past two days. She was the one going to Major League Baseball saying, this is racist. You need to get out of here. By the way, they were going to be ha- honoring Hank Aaron because Atlanta's his hometown and his hometown team. They were going to have a huge celebration for him. $190 million lost. All those people that were in businesses that were waiting through COVID because they knew the All-Star game was coming. If I could just make it till July, we can make some money and we can all survive. They're out now too. The citizens are out. Everybody's out. Coca-Cola and Delta came in and said, we're corporate sponsors. We think you should do this. Yeah, they're crap. You know what? I'm, I'm, and now I'm drinking Dr. Pepper again. The hell with, the hell with Coke. Uh, and I don't need Delta. I can fly any other island. Uh, but they came in and it, it to come, come up to find now Stacey Abrams in there. And she said when she made her public statement a couple of days ago, that this is uh, it's not fair for the people of Atlanta, and now the secret's coming out. All the, the communications between her and Rob Manfred's office, the commissioner in baseball, that she pushed this out of there to try and get sympathy for uh, um, black people in Atlanta and the rest of the state to try and garner votes from Democrats for the next election because she's been politicking since the day she lost. So, uh, and now it's, gone to, it's going to Texas. Excuse me, it's going to, it's going to Denver, just like Earl said. And uh, they get the windfall, and nobody suffers more than the people of Atlanta. Uh, Kelly, have you heard any of that, or what have you heard portrayed with voter laws? Uh, very similar to that. That's why I wanted to get your guys' like background opinion, because for me to say exactly how I feel, I can't just go in there with a blanket statement, you know? Yeah. Um, what, I also wanted to get your opinions on um, them saying, what is it? Is it outlaw for people to actually give them water while they're in line? What, what's happened before previously in the state is that um, they would – People were doing this, and it was coming from the left side. They would take a bottle of water, but they would, uh, they would, they would electioneer during it. So they would, they would give you the bottle of water as long as you spent two minutes listening to them talk about uh, Biden or Stacey Abrams, about their candidate. So by saying there's, you can't give them water anymore um, is, is stopping people from walking up and down the line and saying, vote for, vote for Biden, vote for Biden, vote for Biden, or whoever it happens to be. What they can absolutely do, and it's been, it's been clear forever, is the election stations can set up giant 55-gallon drums with buckets full of ice and bottles of water in it. There we go. They can, that's, it's, it's 100% legal to do. But all of a sudden, uh, it, it immediately came down to, we're not going to let the 84-year-old grandmother have a bottle of water. Well, that was one of my main points of contention when this all came down because, you know, where I'm from, and I've seen plenty of places where you're standing in line for hours upon hours, and yep. I understand, you know, people will come in, give you water just to give you their spiel, and you outlaw that, that's perfectly fine. But that, um, that alternative that you pose is perfect, and I understand that 100%. Um, but the question is, how come, like, they haven't spoken about that openly beforehand in order to make this, you know, an actual thing. You know, I feel like if just that specifically, you know, if Democrats use that as a crutch, you could exactly explain it how you just did, Mike, and just kill the whole argument. You know, I don't understand why that hasn't been a thing. Uh, you that know, makes them look bad. You're exactly right, Earl. And, you know um, what I mean? You know, the, the media controls, uh, you know, 90% of the media is controlled by the, by the left and the liberal side. Um, listen, the only thing that we own is the radio waves. The, the, the right and the conservatives own the radio waves. Uh, AM is completely ours. And if you listen to a talk show on the FM side, like you know, most of you are listening to it right now, radio waves. Uh, traditional old school radio is the, is the conservative news source. Earl, what do you listen to when you're driving around? Uh, a podcast mostly because I'm, I'm going in and out of different radio uh, broadcast areas. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Podcasts or or audiobooks. 
Yep, that's it. And then you picked it where you want, and that the, the podcasts are kind of you know right behind the the radio for where the conservative news comes from. There's nothing out there. I mean, you can't even go to Fox at this point. You know, not that anybody was ever fair and balanced, but they they had the least amount, I guess, of uh, infiltration from the opposite side of one one side of the story. Well, you'll never hear unless you seek for yourself. And if you only get your news from social media. Uh, you know what? You might want to think about playing in traffic because you you need to you need to seek out the truth yeah. and seek out knowledge um, rather than just be fed uh, a spoonful of whatever they've got. Um, hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Um, when we get back, Major Bill is not with us. We we'll probably have another surprise caller, so we'll see how it goes. Oh boy. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's gonna happen next and how long am I gonna be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well-adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because we got you. It's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. The so law. please feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by LawOrlando.com. Marine Corps Staff Sergeant William Manuel Gomez of Bullhead City, Arizona, passed away this past Tuesday.
He was 74 years old. Staff Sergeant Gomez was a combat veteran of the Vietnam War. Known as Wild Bill to friends and family, he was a true hero who not only served in Vietnam, but was an active reserve for many years. He served in the Honor Guard for memorial services for Marines up until his passing. He worked for the city of Pasadena, California for many years and assisted with the Rose Bowl and Rose Parade before retiring to Arizona. His daughter Michelle and son-in-law Eric named their son William after him. They and everyone else that knew Wild Bill are very proud of him and they will always honor his service and dedication to our nation. Marine Corps Staff Sergeant William Manuel Gomez, you will not be forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring the Fallen Hero portion of the segment of the show. Uh, folks, if you know, uh, know somebody you'd like to hear about Fallen Hero, reach out to us. Uh, best ways to message us over at the Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash armsroomradio. Hey, uh, on the line with us, uh, we normally have uh, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. And if he was not available, we'd have the Chief Surgeon of Arms Room Radio. But he was not available, so we've, we've gone to the third string quarterback. Please welcome back to the program, Lieutenant Chad. 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 <laughs> Chad, welcome back to the program, sir. Well, thank you. It's uh, some pretty big shoes to fill. If I got to fill in for uh, Major Bill there. Well, you know he is a major. You know, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's all this else to it. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just he's 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 he he's, wears small shoes. he's uh, yeah he's he's got oh. small feet. He's got small feet. That's good. So. Um, uh, Chad, um, I, I know we uh, we were, were talking about. Um, I think the major was going to give for us. Um, we were going to talk about the qualified immunity, but um, uh, that's on you. We can talk about that. We can talk whatever you want. Um, we could talk about some uh, some more of uh, uh, President Biden's uh, gun suggestions. You know, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, keep flowing here, and we'll see what happens. Uh, what's uh, what's on the mind of you? First off, how does everybody follow uh, or Lieutenant Chad? Uh, GreenStarTactical.com. Green. Star, yeah, Green Star, not North Star, not North Star. It's uh, Green Star. Get all of me. Nope, nope. Send me messages. Uh, give me a call. Whatever, and uh, and let's chat. And, and, and of course, if you want to get some of those training excellent time. training tools, go to nextleveltraining.com, where Chad's one of their instructors and demonstrators yep. as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. So as, as far as the qualified immunity goes, um, really. The only thing I, I think there's just a big misunderstanding across the board with that, that uh, people have this conception that police officers can do whatever they want and we're immune from any prosecution. And the way it generally works is if we're within our policy, if we're within the law and we're not violating constitutional rights, that's when we're being protected, meaning we're doing our jobs the right way. If we violate our policies, if we violate the law or violate somebody's constitutional rights, that qualified immunity is out the window anyway, and we're not protected by the, the, you know, we may get the union lawyer, we may not, but either way, we're not protected from civil uh, prosecution at that point. Um, yeah, so and that's it. That's 100%. That's 100%. That. It, 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 
yeah, by getting rid of that, it just makes, I, I think it's going to make police officers a little jumpier to, uh, to be out there doing their jobs, knowing that they, they can be civilly sued at any moment and risk losing, you know, their houses, their, their cars, whatever. Um, even if they're doing the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah, and, and, and that's what you're going to see a lot of. Uh, New Mexico just came, became the third state uh, with, without to, to get rid of qualified immunity. I know New York City still jumping back and forth on it. Um, but here's what's going to happen, folks. Um, the, the police officer is no longer going to rush to the emergency scene to save you. They're no longer going to try and pull you from the car crash to save you. They're no longer going to care about uh, keeping you're doing proactive patrol to keep your neighborhood safe. Because at any given time, at any given encounter, they can be sued and held personally responsible. Well, guess what? My livelihood and my house and my you know, kid's college fund is not worth you know, keeping your house from getting broken into and getting sued over it by the Homeowners Association for whatever reason. You know, if I have to make an arrest and then I get sued because that guy says I was too rough and they find for, in his favor and give him a settlement. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And that's what you're going to get. You're going to get people that have taken the cop job that they took it because it's the only job they could get. And you're going to go back to those kind of standards, the kind of where we go around and we, uh, we enforce law with, with batons because we don't care. Right. And it's, I think it almost opens us up to more liability than the, some of the Good Samaritan laws that are out there that the regular Joe Blow stops and helps somebody else are protected by the Good Samaritan laws if they feel they're doing the right thing for the right reason and and not be negligent or reckless about it. And uh, I don't know if police officers would fall under the Good Samaritan law because we'd be acting in an official capacity. Yeah, you'd be. I, I, I'm listening. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but I, I think that's correct. I think your assumption there is correct um, that they would not be protected under the Good Samaritan law. Um, it's um, it's 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 harsh. Um, if, listen, if you have issues with the with the qualified immunity, and every person I've talked to said um, the issue is. Well, the judge said we couldn't go forward and sue the agency. Okay. Or the judge said we couldn't sue right. because that was against it. Although it was against the Constitution, it was within their policy, so the judge threw it out. Um, your problem's not with the cops. Your problem's with the judiciary. Your problem's with the judges. And you guess what? Elections have consequences. You, you either vote them out or you, you, you accept what you got. But, I mean, it's almost as if, if right. well, we don't, the judge made this decision, so we're going to fire the librarian because she said, because the, the judge said, we can't read these books anymore, so we're firing the librarian. What? Yeah, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you are you dumb or you just look stupid? You know, what, what do we got going on here? It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Um, uh, Chad, you're, you're up there uh, in, the, uh, in, that, in that portion of the country, not too far off from what's going on, and. Uh, you know Minneapolis and uh, and and where the uh, Rittenhouse kid was. What's 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 the feeling going on up there during the trial? Uh, the area that I live in isn't really uh, too affected by it with the riots and demonstrations and such. So we live in a pretty decent community and get a lot of support from our community, um, a lot of love from them, which is nice. Right. So we're we're enough enough hours away from Minneapolis and again we, we live in a pretty decent area so that we don't we're not seeing any of the fallout or the backlash from that here gotcha gotcha that's good so so even, still even the Rittenhouse thing is is a couple couple hours away okay but still still good support for law enforcement and in, in, in your portion of the world there yep absolutely 
Well, that's that's it. That's what we're looking yeah. for. Then that's what we're looking for. Then what's the um what's the next travel dates that we've got so we can see uh next level training in action? I believe that it hasn't been set in stone yet, but I believe the next uh, trip is going to be Vegas for the Martial Arts Super Show. Nice. And hopefully we'll be able to work something out with Century Martial Arts and, and do some sort of competition thing that we did last time, which was a couple of years ago. But uh, so we'll team up with them and uh, Krav Maga right. uh, program as well and, and do some work out there and meet some good people. Perfect, perfect. That uh, sounds like a Vegas trip, uh, Earl. We might have to we might have to head out there and uh, and you know uh, be models for the next level training booth. You know, just to come check us out. Yeah, check out our next level training please, toys. Please do. Good to me. We need somebody pretty there. Oh well, then I'm out. Earl can go. Uh, Earl can I'm go. Out. No, Earl can go. I'm He's out. good. He got he got that beard. He got that beard. Um, Chad, thank you again uh-huh. for joining us. I know it was uh, it was last minute notice like this. Um, tell everybody again where to uh, where to get some oh, training from you and where to uh, and, and where to get some uh, some training products. Uh, again, I'm at uh, greenstartactical.com. You can log on there and shoot me a message, give me a call. Otherwise, if you're looking for the training pistols or the new search stick, you can go to nextleveltraining.com and go through all the selection there and find the perfect training tools. There you have it, folks, uh, Lieutenant Chad. And again, sir, uh, you play. You stay safe where you are, and all the other brothers and sisters out there uh, in blue, green, and tan, uh, wear your seatbelts, uh, watch your six, and make sure you go home at the end of your shift. Uh, me and Earl, we'll, we'll, we'll be right here, and we'll see you guys after the break. Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. 
And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Or you. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Here we go, Earl. Last segment, just like this, comes around every time. Already? Already, already. Um, the, uh, listen, what, what, hey, folks, what happened was, what happened was, uh, Major Bill is gone on his, uh, his fourth honeymoon. Uh, and, and he's not with somebody else. It's his. It's his fourth honeymoon. He's not, you know, following somebody else around. So that means four marriages. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, he's a glutton. He loves Maybe it. Maybe he'll get it right this time. They remember to start calling him the marrying man. He's the marrying man. That's his new song. It's gonna be his new song. <laughs> um, and uh, Doctor John was gonna fill in, but Doctor John got delayed because you know he's a doctor. That kind of thing happens. So I, right about yep. the same time I got the message from uh, Doctor John, uh, I I looked up and. Uh, and Lieutenant Chad had sent me a text like saying, man, that was a good segment. And I'm like, good, because you're on the next one. Ha, ha, ha. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you're up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much what happened. Falling yep, yep. Oh, craziness, craziness. Um, Earl, we started the program uh, talking about uh, the, the Biden administration's uh, issue with guns and how they're going to uh, their six-point plan. Uh, we got to one. So let's close out here. We can, if we can... Um, uh, the number number first one was the getting rid of the ghost guns. The second one is arm braces. Earl, what do you know about arm braces? Uh, it's an apparatus that you strap it to your arm so you can fire your pistol uh, one-handed easier. Which is exactly how it was designed, or at least told to the ATF. Um, and then it, it, mm-hmm. took, it took people probably about three minutes of owning one to realize, hey, I could put this against my shoulder like a shoulder stock but it's a pistol, and I don't have to pay for my $200 tax stamp. Um, and I don't think we kind of, again, pardon the pun, shot ourselves in the foot on this one, but what's happening is they're, they're trying to take these arm braces away and put them under the National Firearms Act, so you have to pay $200 to the government to continue to own what you own. Uh, that's one of, the, one of the options. You know, they're, they're looking at getting rid of arm braces um, because, uh, listen, folks, if you had any idea, and we posted it up, I think, last week, how convoluted the description and classification ATF has for different firearms, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. If, if, I, if I have a 14.5-inch barrel and it's pinned and weld, which means it's permanently, I can't move it, that's, a sh- that's okay because it makes it 16 inches. If I don't pin and weld it and I can unscrew it, by the way, Earl, how many times would you shoot without your flash hider? Uh, none. Yeah, none. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's doing that to save an extra inch and a half of concealment. That all of a sudden becomes uh, a $200 National Firearms Act. So they want to get rid of these arm braces. They've they're, you know, they got 60 days to do it to come up with a plan about getting rid of arm braces. Uh, Earl, the third step is red flag laws. Uh, you know, do, we, do we have to, folks, beat, beat you up on red flag laws again? Well, we need you to beat up everybody else on red flag laws. Red flag laws... The only thing they're there for is for to give the government the ability to take your firearms without due process. How do I know this? Because I'll give you an example in Florida, 67 counties in Florida. Four counties are very liberal. 
with liberal sheriffs and liberal mayors and liberal cities and all of that inside them. Those four counties make up for over 80% of all gun seizures in Florida under red flag laws. It's, I mean, do you, you have to point to that anymore? You know, they're going through records going, oh, this guy was arrested for DUI. And technically, that means he's, he has an alcohol problem. So we're going to go take the guns from him because we think his alcohol issue might keep him from owning a firearm. Um, this is a lot of great thinking. How about some actual proving? Oh, wait, don't need to prove. No due process required. What do you think, Earl? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a load of hooey. Yeah, that's, you know, that's and, putting it polite, and, yeah. And that, you know, they're, they're pulling in uh, uh, crimes, uh, I'm just going to generalize, that have nothing to do with firearms, like what you were saying, you know, had a, had a DUI incident. And then also uh, it could have a, uh, a angry ex-wife. Oh, boy. Oh, he, he uh, you know, he, he could literally be on the other side of town with friends, and she could call up and say, he just drove by my house and showed me a, showed me a gun at, you know, out the window of his car. He's getting a knock on his door. We need to take your gun. Your, your ex-wife said you, you uh, drove by, threatened her. Uh, would you care to prove that? I was out to dinner with friends. I have, you know, eight or nine people that can verify where, where I was. Well, well, we'll talk about that later. Right now, we're taking all your guns. Yeah, Errol's not exaggerating, folks. It's an ex parte hearing. Somebody calls it in. The ex calls it in. Um, they go before the judge and say, listen, we're going to take the firearms because uh, there's an alleged threat that's been made. And then they take it. They don't go do an investigation. They take it. Let's say they go do the investigation later. Well, you're, you know what? And you're found okay? If it's, a, if it's a, a liberal sheriff that believes or a chief that believes you shouldn't have your guns, you're not getting them back. Nothing in the laws that says you should get them back. It's, it's that simple. Oh, nobody's coming to take our guns, Mike. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're just not doing it all yeah. at once. They're doing it a little bit at a time. Because how do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. That's One how you do it. One they're, bite they're, at a time. They're, not call, they're just not calling it a ban or a confiscation. They're, they're, they're disguising it. For public safety, yep. for individual right. safety, it's We're for doing the it children. For your good. Yep. How, how about the good of my rights that you're you're violating? Well, we know that President Biden said that you know the amendments are not absolute. Um, you know, you're oh, right. Yeah. They're technically, That's they're scary. not they're not absolute rights, Earl. They are inalienable rights. I don't need him to tell me what my God given right is. My inalienable rights. You know, they are enumerated in the Constitution, but that doesn't mean they don't exist without him and without his interpretation of it. Sorry, Joe. Just because you say it doesn't exist doesn't mean I'm going to let the bad guy come in my house and go after my family. You know, sorry about that. Uh, Earl, the next one here was, uh, this is kind of crazy. They they try and make it sound good. It's it's psychobabble, doublespeak, evidence-based community violence interventions. I'll say it again. That's evidence-based community violence interventions. You know what that is? What What does that mean? That's the midnight basketball leagues. We're We're going to give the We're going to give the youths oh. the youths We're going to give the youths something else to do besides committing crimes at night. And evidently, basketball is what we've decided on. I don't know why it's got to be basketball. I'm a stickball guy. Why can't we play some stickball? Hey, you guys want to play stickball? Let's play stickball. Uh, but now it's going to be It's about, going to be there. How about some street hockey? Yeah, let's play some. Yeah, hockey. Game off. Game on. Game off. Yeah, you got to do that. Um, 
The uh, yeah, that's it. Exactly right. How many times do we have to do that? Uh, so my, I have no issues with this other than the way they plan to pay for it. Um, and evidently they think this is going to be the, the big, well, if we, uh, if we play basketball, then no kids will, you know, there will be, there won't be gang violence anymore. All right, you gotta go a little further. Okay. Let's, let's get this done. Uh, you know, there's a good intent, bad follow through. All right. And find a way to pay for it that you're not having to tax me uh, again more for it. Maybe we get the community involved. Maybe the community is the one that decides to do this. Maybe the church gets involved. Oh, my God, we can't talk to the church, Earl, because we can't combine church and state. That would be wrong. Um, the, the oh, ne- come on, Mike. <laughs> the, the, the government's just going to print more money. They, they've got unlimited resources. Listen, what are you worried about how they're going to pay for it? Listen, exactly what they're going to do. You know, the, um, you're uh, president, you're uh, not going to have to pay for it. No. Your, your grandchildren might, yeah. but you won't. President Biden said that, um, remember, he would, not, he would not roll back the Trump tax cuts. Well, guess what he said this week? That he's going to have to roll back the, tax tr- the, the Trump tax cuts for his $2 trillion plan. Uh, he's also going to raise corporate taxes. He's going to raise individual taxes. Oh, yeah, you're about to get it in the shorts, folks. The only thing that this guy said that I think was true, and he, what, what is it? he said, um, um, he said uh, I'm not going to frack and lie to you. Well, guess what? He lied about fracking. Um, we've got... Yeah. Uh, Annual report on firearms trafficking. They want to do an annual report on firearms trafficking. Hasn't been done since 2000. You know why I want to see this report, Earl? Because it's, it's going to show. Yeah, I want to see how many went down to Mexico that's under it. fast and furious. Exactly right. I want to see ATF being blamed for it. <laughs> oh, it looks like our report says oh, uh, and, we, we and, trafficked. <laughs> and also, too, every, you know, remember, fast and furious happened when the current president was vice president. Exactly right. I think maybe he would have a little uh, responsibility there. Well, first he'd have to have, so. he'd have first he'd have to have memory of it, you know. And, and we know that's not going on. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, finally, uh, they Yeah, exactly. Right. Finally, they've uh, they've uh, uh, nominated David Chipman to uh, be the ATF director. And listen, I need a whole hour to talk about him. So we're going to hold him till next week. He's about the most anti-gun in the world uh, uh, ATF official that ever existed. So that's it, folks. A great week. Thank you to, uh, to Todd Fossey from Integrated Defense Strategies. Thank you to, to Chad from Green Star Tactical and NextLevelTraining.com. And thank you to Earl for joining me from the road. It's always a great week. Next week, folks, we'll see you then. Until then, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo.